Grab your headphones, guys. Stop what you're doing. It's time to hit the Moody Sports with Dan and Zach. We got NBA news, a little Greenville Triumph soccer news, top wide receivers and DBs in the NFL, and then we'll also do AFC East and AFC West preview. So stick with us, and we're going to have a good time today. Welcome in. This is Zach. And to start the show, we got some basketball and soccer. But we're going to get it started off with basketball, and I'm going to let Dan introduce the topic. So take it away, Dan. All right, guys. Some big news coming out of the NBA this week. couple things. Uh, first thing, opening night and Christmas games announced. The big highlight games for opening night. You get a Los Angeles showdown, Clippers versus Lakers, seeing Anthony Davis going up against LeBron J- uh, with LeBron James going up against uh, Kawhi and PG-13. That'll be interesting. Then also getting the uh, reigning champs coming in to uh, start off the season against the Pelicans, who coming off that number one pick with Zion Williams. Yeah, that's a, it's a lot of anticipation. He's got big, expensive Jordan shoes to fill. Bit bigger contract than LeBron coming out of high school. So we'll see how good he is, see how he compares against those NBA bodies. Uh, yeah, and then also the Christmas games uh, highlights. You get Rockets versus Warriors, obviously another potential preview for uh, – uh, Western Conference Finals there, and then also you get a Celtics versus Raptors matchup, which I personally don't think is that great for a Christmas matchup. Obviously, Kyrie or Kimba at the Celtics, that'll be good, but I think it's going to be a blowout for the Celtics just because the blowout. Raptors have nobody. Who, who the Ra- no the love Raptors for don't the have Kawhi anymore. None. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so uh, moving on, another major topic, uh, John Wall. He's been injured a lot lately, uh, had just had a couple seasons not really getting to play a lot. Uh, he did come out in an interview to this week and said he is not willing to sit out the 2019, play, uh, 2019 season at all. He wants to play. How much of that is even in his control? You know, the team doctors have to clear you. The staff has to clear you. You have to practice and get in game shape. And if, like, he's talking about coming back midseason or coming back playoffs, you can't just hop into the playoffs. Like, we've talked about this with other players who are injured, like Boogie Cousins. Like, they're going full speed plus some in the playoffs. Absolutely. And his Achilles is weak, and it's coming back. Like, it takes years to heal from these things. Not to mention he's getting paid close to $50 a year while he's missing all these games. I was about to say, he's still taking the That's guaranteed money. And this could be talk, but at the same time, I feel like he would be willing to – he'd say he's partially not being honest with it. I don't think he wants to play. Oh, man. Doesn't would, want to play. Why would he want to go play for the Wizards? Why are you going to end, risk in further injury playing for a team that you know? You got to earn that forty-five million dollars, right? Does he? Because he signed a contract saying they will pay it to him no matter what. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Speaking of contracts, old Draymond, the uh, the glue guy of the, the glue NBA, man, hundred million dollars, top tier player. There, he, they they think he's worth the money. Coming off his worst year, four years. Coming off his worst year, hundred million dollars. Contract gets more and more throughout the progress of the four years. The Warriors have locked up their core of four guys. They got Clay, Steph, Draymond, and now D'Angelo Russell under contract for four years. And so we'll see how long D'Angelo sticks around. I don't, I don't think D'Angelo is bound to be there long. I think he is just sort of a trade piece for them, was something to get in the offseason to say they did something. So the Constellation Prize. Constellation, Constellation Prize, KD. exactly. All right. 
Draymond, uh, that's a lot of money. I'm a Charlotte homer, so I'm hoping Steph decides to come home in his older years and help Charlotte out a little bit. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Not. I don't think he's leaving the Warriors. I think he retires it because that players game, don't stay at the same team forever anymore. But that game will aid. The but thing is, too, great he's going to be there the for a career. long time. Like you didn't know Joe Namath played for another team than the Jets, but he did. That's true. <laughs> so they always end up trying to go too long playing for a random team. Yeah, but uh, that happens in all sports. Peyton Manning didn't finish with the Colts, but won a Super Bowl after Super he left teams. So. Come on, Perhaps Steph. Come on down. <laughs> but uh, moving on to soccer, we got a new team in Greenville. That's where we're stationed out of. It's a small team, but Daniel actually went to the game last night, Saturday, and he's going to tell you more. Uh, so, yeah, last night playing Torment FC out of South Georgia. Uh, it was really impressive when we got a 1-0 win. Um, but that being said, Torment only had one shot the entire game. Defense on fire last night looked really good. Even with injuries, we are really we don't have great depth um, and have a lot of injuries right now. So I do think they need to get on the trade block, start picking a couple people up. But uh, I think this team has a potential to grow a lot, Zach. Yeah, I went to a game a few weeks ago, and ever since then they drew, it was a draw the game I went to. But since then we've been on a hot streak. Seems like the team's playing better together, getting into a rhythm. They're climbing up these standings. They just beat the number one and number two teams back-to-back in the division. So exciting times here in Greenville. Beat the number one team 4-0. 4-0. That's, Blew them out in their stadium. That's no fluke. That's on the road. That's that's a butt whooping. <laughs> that's a butt whooping. But anyways, I just want to shout out Greenville. Great branding. We're finally getting a diversity of sports in the area. It's really a fun atmosphere. Go check it out if you haven't. It's the Greenville Triumph. Great logo, fun, clean, easy to get in and out of. Tickets are cheap, and there's not a bad seat in the house. So go give them a try over the next coming weeks. The season, how much is left in the season, Dan? They, they're they probably going to keep playing. they got probably a couple, uh, about ten more games. Oh, that's plenty um, of opportunities. And, uh, yeah, I think I think probably about four will be home games, I do believe. All right, so if you guys get a chance on Saturday night, go downtown Greenville Legacy Charter and check them out it's really fun they serve alcohol they got great gear i got a free t-shirt so it was worth the trip already and parking's easy so give them a try greenville triumph that's right a lot of fun i love them um so yeah we'll be back uh with another segment here in a few minutes top wide receivers db's coming back at you as promised guys as promised week two of our top three position battle breakdown we're doing wide receivers and defensive backs last week we did running backs and linebackers so we told you guys to play along and try to make your top three wide receiver and defensive backs and see how they match up to mine and dan's list i did a lot of talking already so i'm gonna pass it off to dan to do his top three wide receivers to start the segment all right, so uh, starting top wide receivers for me in the NFL today, and I am basing this sort of off last year and just sort of the feel of the receiver. I'm not that worried about the team they're going to be on. So it's just the feel if they are the best receiver in the league. Number one for me, definitely Antonio Brown. Um didn't have the best year of all his years last year, but still multiple years back to back, one hundred yards receptions. 
or 100 reception seasons. And then also last year had 1,300 yards, but led the league with 15 touchdowns, and he was across the field from Juju Smith-Schuster. Led the league? I didn't know that. Yes, led the league in touchdowns at 15. So I was really impressed with that. So I feel like even if his quarterback is Nathan, P- Nathan Peterman as uh, as Gruden, Gruden has uh, alluded potentially to, crazy i think he's just trying to light a fire under Derek carr's backside like Derek carr had a great 2016 and then he broke his leg like i said leg injuries are scary it takes a while to come back and you got to get that confidence to step in the pocket and take those hits and make those throws last second but Derek carr showed he was a pretty good quarterback he, he had an back. mvp candidate season so i think i think you may be right about the fire at one time gruden said he's got a little farve in him you know, so uh, and then so yeah, I have uh, AB at number one. Number two, I feel like people always forget about this guy, Julio Jones, strong candidate. I think Zach has him on his list possibly, but I think he is a fantastic receiver, and every year has at least two games where you're like, did you see that Julio game last night? Every season. Um, so I really like Julio. And then final one coming in, this is sort of based on he had a good year last year, but also I think he's going to have another breakout year if he can go sign that contract. Michael Thomas looking really, really good with the Saints. I like him a lot. Michael Thomas, I think that's a good pick. He's the highest paid receiver now, but I think he may just be a product of the offense a little bit. Like you say best receivers in the league, you're not like, oh, Michael Thomas. No, not all the time, but he can keep he can get himself there. Oh, he can get his. What he's doing. There's no doubt. So that brings me to my top three, and I was surprised. Um, Dan left out the old Clemson grad, Nuke Hopkins, my number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Man has not dropped a pass in two seasons. He is very sticky good. hands. Like a lot. He doesn't drop the ball. He has his career best in yards last year, and he tied his career best in touchdowns. So. He had 115 catches. That's his most ever by far. Nuke Hopkins, Clemson guy, Clemson grown, grew up in the area, showing out down there with Deshaun throwing him passes. Deshaun finally the first stable quarterback, but that offensive line and that coaching staff are horrendous. So going on to number two, I agree with Dan, Antonio Brown. Over the last five years, amazing. And he's five foot ten. He creates separation. He's fast. He literally does everything well you want out of a wide receiver. But we'll see what happens with Antonio Brown. Big Ben getting older. No, not Big Ben. He's gone. He's gone. He's at a, like I said, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Like, quarterback questions. Like Dan said, is Nathan Peterman going to be throwing Antonio Brown the ball? And number three, Dan alluded to it, Julio Jones. Everyone forgets he has the best catch in Super Bowl history. Before the Patriots came back from down 28-3, to Julio Jones makes a sideline catch, the best catch I've ever seen. Tight window from Matt Ryan. Literally the best catch in Super Bowl history, maybe besides the San Antonio Holmes back of the end zone catch. Watch that clip on YouTube earlier today. It was awesome. Going to Dan for defensive backs. Uh, so defensive backs, um, obviously, I think these are – we did include safeties in the defensive backs, so safeties and cornerbacks. 
Um, I think number one, I do think uh, I think Landon Collins. I will say I have a lot. I have two safeties, one cornerback, but uh, I do like Landon Collins a lot. He played for the Giants first few years and was definitely the best player on that Giants defense. And now he heads over to the Redskins, where they also have Josh Norman. So you have a good team over there, good defense. He had 96 tackles, so he comes up. He doesn't do a lot of coverage, but moreover, he's a big key to the run game and also Tackling can get tackle in the back. He can tackle you in the backfield if needed. So, uh, like Landon Collins a lot, number one. Uh, number two, uh, everybody knows the name, the Honey Badger. Uh, I like him a lot. He's on a new team coming. Uh, I think he's playing with the Broncos now, so that's going to be a fun defense to watch him play in. And he uh, last year, 89 tackles, two interceptions. Um, so, uh, But you know Honey Badger brings intangible too, uh, good tackling in the open field, good coverage. Um, the last guy I really like uh, was a rookie last year, Derwin James out of Florida State. He had 105 total tackles and three interceptions. Um, really like his playing ability. He's aggressive. Um, will take chances on a ball if he if he thinks he has it. Um, so that be that rounds out top three for me in uh, DBs. All right, so we got some variability here. We had the almost the same receivers, but completely different defensive backs. Number one, I'm still salty from the ESPNU article that Virginia Tech got left out of defensive back U. <laughs> Kyle Fuller is my number one. Man covers the field, close to 100 tackles. He's got five-plus interceptions. He's up near the top of the league in pass deflections. Kyle Fuller, Virginia Tech, great defensive backs. Number two, go Fins. Xavier Howard. Man had a heck of a year. He had seven interceptions all over the place, tackles left and right. Finn's not really stacked, but great player, great talent, Xavier Howard. Got some good draft picks coming to Miami. Hopefully they find some direction under the new head coach. We can't really get an agreeance on a direction of Miami, but hopefully we get something. And number three, up-and-coming, same division, second-year player, leader in the locker room, great personality, good Twitter follow, Jamal Adams, lottery, not lottery pick, but top ten pick anyways for the Jets. I think it was number four overall, but great player, great kid, flies over, flies all over the field. Top three, completely different than Dan's. We'll note, both of us left out Jags corner Jalen Ramsey, well, who many would argue, but same time, I just don't think the Jags are that and great. And you got to think, too, the like, and, are these guys' personalities? I'm like Jamal Adams, I'm picking locker room guys. You know? He's a very like, good guy, locker room guy. Patrick Peter, Peterson didn't make my list. He's getting a little older, you know. There's some great. A lot of great There's corners a lot right of good now. Corners like out the there. Tennessee guy, Biard, he's great. So, a lot of players, top three. It's subjective. And, you know, I'm projecting a little bit with Jamal Adams next year. I think he's going to do great in the future. But this is always also why we tell you to hit us up on Twitter at Moody Sports and uh, just let us know what you think. Give us maybe your top three also. All right. So, next week, we're moving on to tight ends. And we don't really have like a strict position that covers tight ends. So we're going to do kickers because these are like two offensive positions. So we're going to rank our top three tight ends and our top three legs in the NFL. So you as well play along next week and we'll be back to talk more top three position battles.
All right, guys, welcome back in. We are here with some NFL coming up. We're going to do a little AFC East and AFC West preview. Uh, just run through the teams real fast. Obviously, you got AFC East, Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York. And in the West, you got the Broncos, Kansas City, LA Chargers, and Oakland. So I'm going to toss it over to Zach, and he's going to get us started off here. All right, so first off, real quick, we got some news coming in today even. Tom Brady agrees to a two-year extension. Dan tells me it's $23 million a year. That makes him the sixth highest paid quarterback. So Brady not taking as big as a pay cut as he did in the last few years past to build the team around him. But, you know, he doesn't have that many years left, so he might as well get the rest of the money while he can. If Dak Prescott wants $30 million, I'll give Tom Brady 23 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so also Tom Brady this weekend turned 42 years old. So that contract ensures that he's going to be playing till he's 44, at least maybe 45. Vinny Testaverde numbers here. I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing at 45. And I, I and I wouldn't be surprised to see a D the decline start in that last year when he's in the league at 45. TB 12. TB 12 All those massages and pliability. Paying off. Pliability is the a most lot of important lotion. factor. Kissing his son, too. But moving on, we got AFC East fan, avid Dolphin fan, unofficial Dolphin insider in studio today, Matt Lukomsky. He's going to help us out talking about the AFC, give us some Dolphin rundown, maybe a little prediction on the Patriots, see if anyone can actually stop them. So with that being said, let me ask you, Matt, what can we expect out of the Miami Dolphins this year? Well, the Miami Dolphins are certainly a team that is looking to the future. Um, the owner themselves uh, admitted that it is a rebuilding time. So with next year having 12 additional uh, draft picks and uh, some young kids on the squad right now, I think that they're certainly going to be a, a very low power ranking throughout the entire season this year. And uh, looking forward to the upcoming seasons. Well, you got a got one of my favorite players, outspoken Clemson guy, Christian Wilkins on defensive line. Got some other good draft picks. But I'm going to turn it to a position that's a little under question, um, the quarterback position. So we've decided the Ryan Tannehill experiment did not pay off. So we bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. He's going to give you four games of excellence, followed by 20 interceptions. And we also got Josh Rosen, which we gave up a first-round pick or a second-round pick. One, I think it was a second-round pick for. So we got a top first-round quarterback in here, but we bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick to take his reps. So can you just shed some light on the quarterback situation and what you think is going to happen going forward? I think they took Josh uh, Rosen as a uh, someone who's going to be a learner uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick's veteran status. He's Harvard be, uh, grad. Harvard grad, yeah. He's he's going to be someone who's going to be able to teach Josh Rosen a thing or two, some pocket presence, uh, the quick release, getting better decisions out there. Not that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the perfect example of a uh, wonderful quarterback, but he's he's got some experience that he could shed on these young kids and um, – I think that that's kind of the way Miami's looking at the quarterback position right now. It's still up for grabs, according to uh, the coaches. They just want to see what they could do in the preseason. 
and you alluded to Ryan Fitzpatrick being a smart guy, all you hear is about how Josh Rosen needed to be challenged when he came into the NFL out of the draft because he's so smart. He's so has such a big personality. Everyone else is not as good as Josh Rosen. So it's it's time to let's see it to fruition. Let's see some product before we keep hearing all this hype about Josh Rosen. I'm curious, are you, do you have faith in them keeping Josh Rosen, or are they going to be looking even farther in the future, like a Tua Tonga Viola potential Trevor Lawrence in two years? Do you Tank think they're for Trevor. looking for that, possibly? I think it really depends on how Josh Rosen does in the upcoming seasons. Um, if Miami Dolphins can uh, continue to go the route that they have been with this mediocrity, um, Tank for Tua um, or Trevor. Yeah, really. either one, absolutely. Tank for T-squared. Let's just get a T in here, like Tom Brady. So speaking of Brady, do you think anyone in the AFC East can challenge the Patriots this year? Or do you think Brady's just going to do all Brady? I think the only contender in the AFC East for the Patriots would be the Jets. Not that the Jets are stacked in any way, but they are uh, with new coach Adam Gase coming from the Dolphins, who has a lot to prove. Um, you know they're going to be very aggressive, and uh, that's definitely a chip on the shoulder for the Jets. Um, Adam Gates, he's reportedly a great offensive mind. Sam Darnold came out and said that Gates is actually really hard on him, like screams at him, cusses at him, but that's how Sam Darnold wishes to be coached. So Gates is proving he can adapt to different types of players. Well, let's just see if this situation works out better than the Miami experiment. Well, they should be better than last year. In either way, you have a actual running back in the backfield to help out that young quarterback. My number one, number one back. running back for Zach. Don't forget last week. All right, Don't and then Ty Montgomery as the number two running back. He's going to be able to take some loads off of uh, uh, Le'Veon. Le'Veon, yep, and and he is basically uh, I read described as. Poor man's Le'Veon Bell. So, for Green Bay, he basically did everything. Like he started out as a tight end, turned wide receiver, receiver turned running yeah, back, two running like, back, absolutely. Starting running back after all, number eighty-eight, starting running back or something like that. So, yeah. But what about the Bills? It's the only team we haven't talked about. I think Josh Allen can make a jump forward. It could potentially <laughs> literal look hurdle a little better, <laughs> but I don't think the Bills have much. What about you, Matt? Five and eleven. Fair prediction. <laughs> All right. All right. If the Bills are going five and eleven, what are the Dolphins going to go, Matt? Five and eleven. <laughs> All, right. All right. What about the Jets? Eight and eight. Ooh. Okay. And that leads us to the old Tom, forty-two-year-old Tom. Eleven and five. Eleven and five. That's that's easily winning, winning the division. Winning the division there. Not. But that's not the first round by the Patriots are accustomed to. So. We'll see if Tom falls off the cliff. Everybody's waiting for him to. Or if that pliability and all that stretching is going to get another Super Bowl ring. He's running out of finger real estate. <laughs> I tell you, that, it's, a, it's a hot market on Tom Brady's hands. So uh, jumping from the east over to the west now, we're going to look at the Broncos, Kansas City, L.A., and Oakland. And Matt, if you want to stick around, we'll have you see what you think about this uh, side of the division. All right, I want to start with a change of scenery for a Super Bowl MVP. I know he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Joe Flacco, now wearing the orange for the Broncos. John Elway's savior, like number five. He's already had like five quarterbacks. He said, we're going to do it. I thought it was Tebow, but now we're all the way to Joe we Flacco. I thought it was Tebow. <laughs> hey, 
won the playoff game. But now we're all the way to Joe Flacco. Do you think Flacco is the quarterback that that Denver defense needs to get them back in Super Bowl contention? Von Miller's just getting older. So I'm asking you, Dan, how do you feel about Joe Flacco? So I have faith in Joe Flacco. But that being said, it's the fact that the other cast, the of the cast of quarterbacks that are in this division with him, um, obviously Oakland, Derek Carr, will see how he looks after broken leg, didn't have a great season last season. That being said, you and you have at Kansas City a potential Hall of Famer, Patrick Mahomes, who one puts up year crazy in. numbers, one year in, but does put up crazy numbers. And then uh, in LA, you got the uh, always consistent, always there. Philip Rivers. Um, so I just think with that being said, those two quarterbacks, I don't know how Joe Flacco will be able to get work his way into even a wild card spot at with the I think there's too much love for Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is like a ninety-four on Madden this year. Philip Rivers is everyone's favorite quarterback the last two years, it seems. Same thing with Drew Brees. Drew Brees had a noticeable drop-off after, like, week 10. He started looking like an old man, like last year Peyton Manning. And NFL gave him the number one overall quarterback spot. I understand he broke the records and everything, but that's just because he's been doing it for so long. Drew Brees is starting to fall off. Phillip Rivers has never won the big game. He's had 17 years worth of trying. Yes, he throws for 4,000 yards, but who doesn't in today's NFL? If you don't. You're just you're they move on from you pretty much. That's how it works in today's game. So Philip Rivers, until he puts up, I would rather Philip Rivers shut up and just keep making kids. He's on like number fifteen at home, but I just don't see it out of the Chargers. They say they have a Super Bowl winning roster. Now Melvin Gordon's not, not gonna there. sign. So let's see how good those backups are that you were talking about, Philip Rivers, that made Melvin Gordon decide that he's not coming back. Well, as far as Joe Flacco with the Broncos, I do also think I have a couple games listed here. They have some tough AFC road games that are not in the division also. They got to go to the Colts, very good upcoming team, and then Andrew Luck has looked back to himself last year. At the Texans, we all know that's going to be tough. They can put up points anytime. And then obviously at the Chiefs is another tough one. Um so I just think with that, and you also do have to pull the Jags in, and nobody's sure what the Jags look like, as you said, with that uh, old Saint old Nick, Saint Nick <laughs> another MVP quarterback Super that was Bowl on the move. MVP. Um, so very interesting to see what the Broncos do, but I do think they probably will be hanging out around the eight and eight, probably not in the playoff conversation. Right. One team we talked about earlier. I'm gonna bring it back around and get Matt involved. The Raiders. We got John Gruden. We got Antonio Brown. We got star power. We got rid of Khalil Mack, but that's fine. We got Clemson, Cleveland Farrell, deserving of their first pick in the draft. Our, like, third best lineman <laughs> to the Raiders. So, Matt, how do you feel this Gruden experiment is going to go year two? So, Gruden's a wonderful coach. I think he's going to be able to do a lot with the talent that he's picked up. Um I hope that the Raiders are kind of looking for a long-term um, coaching staff with him and, and letting him kind of take it over. You know he's a he's a smart man. He knows what he's doing. Uh, as far as this year or this season, I think the Raiders are going to be, uh, this is a hot take for sure, um, more of a bust, a lot of talk to be honest. You know, they do have hard knocks too, so – I'm excited for the first episode of Hard Knocks to come out. It 
they said it ruined the Browns locker room last year. You had who's the coach that got fired? Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson and then the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator at the time, they got butted heads. It was reported that they liked acting up for camera. It was different when the guys were in there filming them. And now we're moving on to John Gruden, who is the ultimate on-screen personality. How much is Gruden going to play it up for the hard knocks people? Or is he just going to try to prove that he belongs in today's game after being removed for 20 years? You also have Antonio Brown in that locker room, too, who's already proven he can sometimes be a bit of a locker room uh, distraction. A bit, Um, Dan says. Air quotes, I guess we put around those a bit. Great player, player, but big personality personality. still. Uh, The notable games for them, they get at Texans, at the Colts, at the Jags. Not a single AFC home game. Other than no their divisional games. games. Well, it's like well, it's not like they have any fans that come to the home game. Well, they're still in Oakland. Still in Oakland. They They'll move next Still in year Oakland. Well, to Vegas. this is the last year last in year Oakland. Hopefully they pack it out. That, that Raiders stadium is supposed to be something beautiful. You saw the rendering for the Ram stadium, looks too. looks really good. They've already broken looks ground on it. shape it of the Ram logo. Awesome. There's talk to the Clippers, too. They're, uh, they're talking about building their own arena. They released the blueprints for it. And... Steve Bomber, Steve Bomber, Steve Bomber. You're right. He even said he's thinking about a possible rebranding of the I, Clippers to a different that's name. That's fair. The Clippers are a pretty good name, but I definitely, I like I the Clippers branding. It's if clean. you're going to try to prove yourself a top tier team, you've got to have, and you're sharing a location, same premise as the Chargers, who are talking about potentially sharing Los Angeles' stadium. No, you, if you're going to be a team and you're a professional team, I think you need your own home field. It's strange sharing a field with another team. That's right. And gets the home locker just like around. opening night, you said. We got Lakers Clippers. Is it opening night or Christmas night? It's opening night, night and Christmas, and Christmas and night. And Christmas. So we got both. And who's the home team? Who gets the yeah, who <laughs> takes the home locker room? Rock Paper I mean, Scissors? I'm sure that the Clippers season ticket sales have gone up with the new additions, but still I like to see a home court advantage. Same thing with the Greenville Triumph. We're we're at home in Greenville, but we don't have a permanent stadium. So there's no place that the fans can really identify with and prove like the drive stadium is recognizable. We know that green wall, the mini monster. It's great. People love it. And it's just right there in the middle of town. So I love to see stadiums getting built. They're good. They're good for communities. They get jobs, clean up areas. So I'd like to see that in the future. So uh, a little distracted about jumping back in. So we'll just get a little less to see what we think as far as Matt. Um, How do you feel the Broncos could do this year with their record in the West? So the with the Broncos, um, we were talking about Joe Flacco earlier. What can he bring to the uh, aerial attack? Is he going to be a four thousand yard uh, quarterback as well? Who does he have as a wide receiver? Somebody, somebody remind me. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I do believe, is still there. They lost Demarius Thomas Emmanuel this past. They still got Philip Lindsay though. He showed out he could be a pretty good running back, and then. The defense is great. Defense is good. You still got a good D. You got Bradley Chubb. You got Von Miller on the other side. Honey Badger on the back some, end. Exactly. So. I think the defense is is definitely uh, it's going to be in the top ten as far as the um, NFL goes. Not just the AFC, but as the NFL power rankings on defense. I think Broncos will actually be in the top ten. Um, Joe Flacco, though, I mean that's that's the question: Is he going to be able to bring them uh, the leadership and and the connection that they all need to um, work as a team. Emmanuel Sanders, how old is that guy? I mean, is he still running pretty fast? I don't even know. Uh, so 
I think Joe Flacco is is kind of by himself there on the offense, and um, we're just gonna have to see if Philip Lindsay could be back there. Uh, Heaven forbid Flacco doesn't perform well. <laughs> you know, like regular season Flacco and postseason Flacco are two different people, and we haven't even seen postseason Flacco in years. So we'll see. But that wraps up today's show. I want to give a special thanks to Matt, guest producing, guest starring unofficial dolphin insider helping with the afc preview thanks to dan great content thanks guys appreciate the listening so before you go i just want to remind you to follow us on twitter at moody underscore sports and also subscribe and listen to our podcast on spotify that's moody sports with dan and zach once again twitter moody underscore sports and spotify moody sports with dan and zach also if you have anything feel free to email us send us a message Tune in next week, and we can't wait to have you back, guys. Thanks. Moody Sports.